0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I'm so glad that we can spend time together to learn the Word of God and to let the Word of God change our life, transform us from glory to glory. I want you to really grow spiritually to become more like Jesus Christ. And I believe that the Word of God will change our life and help us to become more effective and fruitful in our life of service. As a believer, we should serve our Lord. The Lord said that He wants to build His church or His family, and He wants us to serve Him in His army. Every Christian should be a soldier of Christ. Therefore, it's so important that we are trained, we are taught so that we can serve the Lord effectively. Let us pray. Father, we thank You so much, Lord, that You love us And you want to use us for the sake of your kingdom. Lord, we want to build your church. We want to expand your kingdom. We love you so much, Lord. You sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. Therefore, we want to lay down our life for you and for your people, Lord. Oh Lord, in this teaching, may your Holy Spirit speak to our heart. And may your word Cleanse us so that we can become really like Jesus Christ and our heart shall be purified and our lifestyle will be transformed. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I would like to be a great servant of the Lord. And I want you to be a great servant of the Lord as well. As you serve the Lord on this planet Earth, While you are here, you are storing up the treasure in heaven. And I believe that you love the Lord Jesus. You love the Father. And you are spiritual people who depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I believe you want to progress in your spiritual walk. And you want to get involved in serving the kingdom of God. It is a privilege to serve our Lord and to really help the flock of the Lord or the church to grow and to be effective and fruitful. When you serve the Lord, you need to be spiritual people. In other words, you need to really be led by the Holy Spirit. You need to yield to the Holy Spirit and walk by the Spirit and you depend on the wisdom of the Lord that come from the Holy Spirit. You need to set the goal that I'm going to keep growing spiritually until I become a mature Christian. And when we become a mature Christian, we will not do things out of our flesh or to please the flesh or the sinful nature. But we're going to depend on the Spirit of God And we will do things by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We'll learn how to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and obey His wisdom in every situation. If we can follow the Holy Spirit, we will not make a lot of mistakes in our personal life and in our life of ministry. The Holy Spirit is there with us 24-7 inside us. To help us, to teach us, to guide us, and to provide for us His wisdom. We need to walk with Him. Let us depend on the wisdom of God in our daily life. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. You can see here that we need to really serve the Lord by depending on His wisdom. The wisdom of God will help us to speak words of encouragement, edification, compliment, and thanks. We will not use our mouth to curse or to hurt people, to put people down, or to speak negative things, but we always want to edify it and build people up when we are led by the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God will help us to see the positive side of our brothers and sisters. And we can overlook the weaknesses and the mistakes of others. Everybody make mistakes. We will not focus on people's mistakes. We forgive them, love them, and pray for them. And we will do everything to show love to our brother and sister in the church or in our team. We will do good things to them and we can win their heart so that we can serve God together in unity. It's so important that we need to really depend on the wisdom of God. Remember this, you can win a battle but lose the war. You can win a few little battles, but the big picture, you are losing. To win a battle and lose the war means that you have used up so much in your life in winning one battle or maybe two battles that you have nothing left to fight on and to win the big picture of the big war. This is usually referred to as a Pyrrhic victory. P-Y-R-R-H-I-C. Pyrrhic victory. Yes, you won this one battle, but now you are going to lose the whole war. King Pyrrhus was a real person in the history who won two big victories over the Roman Empire? But in doing so, he severely depleted his forces or armies. The Romans had a much greater reserve of fresh recruits, and King Pyrrhus did not have enough troops left to win the war. Therefore, eventually, he lost the war. He won a couple battles. In the same way in our life of ministry, in our family life, or in our relationship with other people, sometimes we pridefully try to show that we're going to win. We know better. We have more anointing. We have more authority in the church. We are right and you are wrong. And we try to win a little battle over our team members and we say that they are wrong and i'm right and we win a little battle what happens when we do that our relationship with our team members or our family members will be damaged because of the conflict and because of the hurt feeling that we try to exercise authority to cause the painful feeling inside their hearts. And sometimes people may even leave the church or leave the ministry and walk away or even divorce happen in the family. You will have one a Pyrrhic victory, but you may lose the big war. We need wisdom in handling any conflict and any disagreement in the ministry and in our home too, in our married life. We don't want to compromise the word of God, for sure. We don't want to sin against God. But we ask the Holy Spirit to give us the wisdom how to handle every conflict with love and with wisdom and gentleness. Some issues are not about right or wrong according to the Bible. But they are just personal preferences and opinions or ideas. Many times we should yield and try to keep a good relationship with our team members instead of fighting and trying to win a battle. In First Peter chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says, Finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. This is the way I treat my family members, Pastor and my children. This is the way that I relate to brothers and sisters who are members in New Hope International Church and other pastors that I work with around the world. I listen to them, I keep my attitude humble, I want to be tender or kind to people, gentle to people. I try to communicate and understand them and they can understand me. I'm not going to get into the fight, I don't want to practice selfish conceit that will cause fight and also Division. Sometimes I'm willing to lose the battle. But I know that later on, God will help the church to win the war. Many times I yield myself to my wife or yield to my church leaders. As long as I know that what they want to do is not unbiblical or sinful or wicked, I just yield. And then I win their heart, and they will listen to me. We actually submit to one another. My wife submit to me, and I submit to her when she wants to do something that is beneficial for the kingdom or for the family. This is important. Being loving and being generous and gentle and humble toward other people. Amen? So, always make a decision to do good to our family members and our Christian brothers and sisters. Make a decision, I'm not going to do wicked thing. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to destroy anybody. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to cause damage to anybody's reputation. I'm going to only do good The Lord has graciously done good to you and me first by sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross, to be whipped at the whipping post, to heal our sickness. He is so good to us. He sent the Holy Spirit to be in our life. He gave us the Bible to read. He gave us grace and favor and anointing and the power. Even though, We don't deserve to receive his good things at all. We should be gracious to others because God has been gracious to us. Therefore, don't practice any condemnation. Don't do any bad things toward other people. I heard a testimony of a very famous American preacher. He went to preach in a church for many days, but the Senior pastor of that church did not give him any love offering, did not even provide for him food. And at the end of his visit of that church, a member of that church came to visit him at the end of his visit to that church. And that member asked him, did you get any love offering? This preacher keep his mouth shut. He didn't say anything. He just said, thank you for asking. The reason he did not tell this member that the pastor did not give him love offering because he wants to protect the reputation of the senior pastor. He did not want to harm that pastor. Wow, this preacher is very godly. We are God's handiwork. We are his masterpiece. He created us to be unique. And he has anointed us to do good works, not evil works. Therefore, let us focus on being the blessing to others, doing good to everyone, encouraging people, building people up, blessing people, helping, serving people, whether they deserve it or not. We practice grace just like God gave us grace Grace. When your team members oppose you or give you a hard time, remember that your purpose is to do good to them no matter what and show them grace as you receive grace from God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things. He planned for us long ago. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 in another version, I believe Amplified Bible say, For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. The Bible said that we should live a life that do good things, say good things to our family members, to our church brothers and sisters, to our leader and to our brothers and sisters around us we should make decision that we will do only good things, not harmful things, not destructive things. Our God is a good God. What can we do? I give you example in doing good, such as visiting a person when he or she is in need or discouraged. Giving a valuable gift. Pastor Da just went out to the shopping mall today, she rarely went to the shopping mall because in a couple days we're going to travel to Colorado to visit some members there and I know she went to the shopping mall to buy good gifts for all these members. She wants to show love to them, do good to them. We can do good by helping a person who has some needs, giving a brother or a sister a ride to church, or a ride to grocery stores, or to the workplace, or taking a brother or sister to have a meal together and pay for that meal. Bringing food to a family. Babysitting somebody, children, because they have some emergency thing to do. Calling a person who is lonely calling somebody and praying for that person. My dear brothers and sisters, we should always look for opportunity to do good. And if we don't give up, the Lord will bless us and give us reward. We do good to other people, just like we are doing to the Lord Jesus Christ. In our church life or in the ministry, Sometimes we face some conflicts, and our brothers or sisters may make mistakes, say wrong thing. What should we do when we see the wrong behaviors or the wrong things that people say or do? Matthew chapter 18 verses 15 to 16. "If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault, just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if you will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. What we learn from this scripture is that if somebody makes mistake or sin against you or offend you, you don't speak words of condemnation against him or her. Instead, go and see this brother personally and explain what happened in a very gentle and loving way. If somebody has done wrong to you, please communicate with him or her personally at the right place and at the right time with gentle Loving and kind words or communications. Don't mention his or her mistakes before other people. Don't gossip. Don't share his or her mistake with other people. Keep it with yourself and communicate with that person directly. Because if you share that with other people, it will change. Him or her and make him or him or her bitter against you. Galatians chapter six verse one Dear Brothers, if a Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help him back onto the right path. Remembering that next time it might be one of you who is in the wrong. You see. Your brand new sister may make a mistake, but you can make a mistake too. We all can make mistake. I make mistake too. Pastor Da corrects me off and on about what I did wrong. We all make mistakes. That's why we need to be gracious to one another and try to have a personal communication instead of exposing other people's mistakes in front of public. And you need to really be led by the Holy Spirit. You need to make sure that you are not in the rush. You are not following your own flesh to correct somebody because you are so angry, because you're so mad. If you are a senior pastor or the top leader of a Christian community, you may need to be the last person who will correct somebody in the community. Please ask the Lord for wisdom, for the timing. You may need to ask your mature assistant to handle the conflict and to correct the person first. You should be the last one to handle because if the person who makes mistakes have a problem with you, he may leave the church or leave the ministry. You should be the last one to handle. And again, You wait for the right timing, handle the situation wisely and make sure that you do everything gently with the purpose of bringing reconciliation and good communication and repentance. If a person who has done wrong feels that you don't like him or her and you are the senior pastor, he or she may leave the community. May the Holy Spirit lead you in every situation. You may be able to correct spiritually mature Christian earlier because they can accept the correction. But other people who are not mature may not accept correction. Well, it is a sensitive situation that requires wisdom from the Lord. You need to really be led by the Holy Spirit in the area of correction and confrontation one on one, yes, you will need to step in at some point if the problems is not resolved. but again try to keep the communication in the small group as small group as you can. hopefully the person will repent and we should do it in love. And in gentleness. When we show the person what is wrong and tell that person the right direction, we also encourage that person to do the good things. You know, sometimes in my life with my kids and my members, instead of speaking the word of correction, I speak the word of encouragement that they should do this. Instead of saying, Do wrong, you are wrong, I don't say you are wrong. I say, Why don't you do this? This is a good thing. So this way, I encourage them instead of pointing finger on their mistake. And every member of the church should see that the senior leader as a good spiritual father, mature, gracious shepherd. The pastors or the leader should not act like a mean, hard, foul-fighting leader. And you should be gentle to your chief. You should be very kind and wise in the area of correction and leading God's people. Don't hurry to confront people. Be led by the Holy Spirit. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 to 4, the Bible say, And now a word to you who are elders in the churches. I too am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ. And I too, Peter say, I too will share in His glory when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly. Don't be bitter against the members in the church. Love people. Not for what you will get out of it. Don't serve for the personal benefit but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people aside to your care, but lead them by your own good example. Sometimes the situation is so sensitive that you cannot speak correction directly face to face with that person. It's a personal issue, not about the church or not about you. The best way is, is to be example and to encourage. Preach don't correct members from the pulpit or in public in front of other people. Verse 4 say, And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crowd of never-ending glory and honor. Praise the Lord. I believe that you will put the Word of God into practice in your life. In conclusion... Let us become spiritual people, spiritual Christians. Serve God by being led by the Holy Spirit. Choose the spirit, don't choose the flesh. We should also be humble to listen to other people, yield to one another, submit to one another. Don't try to be prideful and win a battle but lose the war we should always do good to one another and be wise in the area of correction and helping people to come out from mistake and sin by being good example giving word of encouragement and have a direct personal communication if you can do this i believe your life of service your family life your church life will be full of love, grace, favor, and fruitfulness. Thank you so much. I believe that the Holy Spirit is transforming your life to become more and more like our Lord Jesus Christ and you become more and more mature and the Lord give you wisdom, grace, favor, fruitfulness, victory and your ministry will be flourishing and successful. In Jesus' name, amen. I will see you in other teachings. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www newhopeinternationalchurch.com I'm so thirsty